This episode is powered by Poddex. What up, what up, what up? It's your man Dre Day. Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN. Again, as you just heard, this episode is powered by Poddex. So before we get into episode 154, you know I got to do my card game, you know what I'm saying? Which again, is powered by Poddex. So this deck that I'm going to use it's called Would You Rather. I got about five of these decks. So this one right here, I'm going to just take a card from the deck that's called Would You Rather. So let's get into it. You feel me? Let's get into it. You know what I mean? All right. Here we go. Here we go. Let's flip that card over. Question of would you rather would you rather appear as a guest on your favorite TV show or have lifetime backstage passes for any concert you attend? Wow. See, this is a tough one. This is a tough one. Well, it's kind of easy because no, actually it actually it is difficult. And it's difficult because obviously. My favorite TV show is not going on no more, which is Martin. So if we're talking about back in the day, then yeah, cool. I would have loved to have been a guest on the Martin show. But now, favorite TV show? Mm, shit, I got, man, I got a lot of favorite TV shows. If you want to talk from the sports aspect, of course, you know, Undisputed, the first take. I would love to be on one of those shows. Being I'm a sports podcaster, I would love to go up there and, you know, chop sports with them. And then, lifetime backstage passes for any concert you attend. Well, not for nothing. The only concert, the only concerts that I've attended, uh, have been Jay Z concerts. So you know, you know, I went to Magna Carta when it was in Barclays. Uh, I went to Four Four Four. You know, those were his last two albums. So. You know, those are the only two concerts that I've ever attended in my life. Um, I did go to Summer Jam years ago, years ago. And that was Office of Surprise. I had no idea I was going. But to answer your question, would I rather appear as a guest on a TV show, my favorite TV show, or have backstage passes for any concert you attend? Well, being that we're in a pandemic right now, Ain't nobody doing any concerts. You know what I'm saying? So if anything, this kind of makes this, this actually kind of makes it easy. Yeah, I'd rather be a guest on my favorite TV show. So God willing, I get on Undisputed or First Take. You know what I mean? And then, you know, we can get it popping from there, from that aspect. So yeah, I'd rather appear on my favorite TV show. So there you have it. That's the question that was pulled out of the deck. Having said all of that. Episode 154 begins now. Sports Way with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods, ESPN, Crystal Streets, Golden Boy. Episode 154 begins now. Let's go.
What up, what up, what up, ladies and gents, boys and girls, you are now tuned in to a brand new episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. I am your host with the most, the Hoods ESPN, Crystal Street's golden boy, Dre Day. What's up, what's up, what's up? This is episode 154. Episode 154 is now here. Listen, yo, listen, listen, listen. For the last two episodes, I have been cuss-free. I think I told y'all, you know what I'm saying? I believe it was a little before my birthday. Me and my mother came to an agreement. She challenged me to stop cursing on my podcast. She's like, you're about to be 35. It's time for you to act like it. Yada, yada, yada. I get it. I understand where she's coming from. I truly do. And her whole thing was, oh, maybe you didn't get that big break yet because you don't know who could be listening to your joint. You cursing and they get turned off from it. I kind of understand where she's coming from. She want to see her baby boy succeed. I get all that. Two straight episodes, I did not curse. I did a good job. Two episodes. This one here, I'm not sure I'm going to be able to hold up my end of the deal on that one, Mom. So, I'm I'm saying I'm sorry before we get into this because I might let off a few curse words. And the reason being is because, obviously, y'all know what this episode is going to be about. Week 8 recap. Week 9 recap, for that matter. And obviously, the first thing I got to speak about is how my Tampa Bay Buccaneers got their asses handed to them by the New Orleans Saints. First of all, I don't think any of us seen this coming. You know, first of all, when the season first started, okay, when Brady made the decision, when Brady made the decision to go to New Orleans, you look down the schedule. Okay, what time they playing the Saints? Is it going to be a Sunday game? Is it going to be a Monday game? Week one, bam. They threw Brady to the Wolves first. Said, all right, first game of the season, we having you play the Saints first game. Bam, 430 game. Cool. Next time y'all play them, oh no, this gotta be prime time. Gotta be a prime time game. And I and me, me personally, I love it. Because that right there tells you, you know, they're expecting this to be something. What we got from this game, I don't I don't even think New Orleans probably expected mm-hmm. this. Listen, we got our asses handed to us you understand me new orleans did everything possible in this game they let it be known off the rip they sent a message okay and my perspective is this new orleans has been hearing about tampa all season long it's like people forgot who new orleans was and i have the utmost respect for new orleans 
So I'm not going to sit here and be on some, oh, I hate the Saints. No, I don't hate the Saints. I've always liked the Saints. I've always respected the Saints. Remember, I'm just now a part of the NFC South because of Tampa. I know, like, my boys in Tampa, like my bro Guru, he's a diehard Buccaneers fan. They know why I'm they know why I'm a Buccaneer fan, because of Brady. You know what I'm saying? But these dudes, Buccaneer fans through the root, they hate the Saints. They despise the Saints. You hear me? But for me, it's like, yo, I can't say I hate them. I respect them. I've always respected them. You know what I mean? They let it be known off the rip with this game, with their aggression, the way they came out playing, the way they came out playing when the game first started. I believe it was the first, I believe their first four drives, if I'm not mistaken. I believe their first four drives was touchdowns. You know what I'm saying? I, be I believe their first four drives was touchdowns. And you can make a case with this score, 38-3, to you can make a case that they could have probably scored 50 points. They could have scored 50 points if... Who's this dude that caused the fumble? He caused the fumble at the goal yard line. I forgot who it was from the Saints. Cook. If he doesn't fumble that ball at the goal line, New Orleans probably goes in and scores a touchdown. If he doesn't drop a first down and takes it inside the 10-yard line, that's a first down, and they'll probably score another touchdown because New Orleans was doing everything they wanted on all their offensive drives, all of them. It was straight touchdown, 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 touchdown. I mean, yeah, the score is 38-3, and I believe they got a, you know what I'm saying, I believe they got a field goal in there somewhere, but their first four to five drives, touchdown, 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 touchdown. Their defense wanted to send a message. Their defense wanted to send a message because for the most part, when you think of the New Orleans Saints, it's mainly the offense you hear about. You don't really hear about the defense that much. Cameron Jordan. Made his presence felt. He made his presence felt on the first play on the uh, the first play of the game. Got in Brady's mug. I honestly think it should have been called face a uh, face mask call, but it wasn't called. But they made their presence felt in this game. Malcolm Jenkins made his presence felt. Lattimore made his presence felt. Um, Hendrickson, who might be in contention. Spoiler alert. He might be in contention for me for being um, my defensive player of the week. But let's see what happens, you know what I'm saying? But he made his presence felt on, you know, he made his presence felt Sunday night sacking Brady twice. So we got to give props. To, we got to give props to New Orleans. We just have to. As badly as I want to bark on the defense for being that, Horrible, because again, Tampa, top shelf defense, top three defense in all of football. That's what the stats say. They did not play like that this game. They didn't. I don't know what it was. Listen, they struggled with the Giants last week. 
And I even said in the last episode, maybe they was overlooking New maybe they were overlooking the Giants. They was focused on New Orleans. Maybe that's what it was. Maybe it took the second half for them to wake up and smell the coffee and be on some, yo, we can lose this game. And that hangover from that game transcended into this game with New Orleans. But like I said, as much as I want to get on the defense, got to get on the offense too. They looked and they looked horrible. Tampa Bay's offense looked horrible this game. And as much as I love Brady, y'all know how much I love him. I got to crucify him. I have to because three interceptions that you threw, okay? Three of them. One of them I'm not going to really fought him for because it was off a screen pass. It got tapped. Bam. Okay. It gets tapped. Now it's open season. Anybody can grab it. So that interception I'm not going to really knock him for. The other two interceptions I'm definitely going to fault him for. Because if you look at those interceptions, it's like he was trying to force feed it to Antonio Brown. He was trying to get him involved, which, which again, I knew was going to happen. I knew that was going to be the case. I knew with AB being, I knew with it being AB's first game, Brady was going to try to do everything he can to force feed Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown had five targets, three catches for 31 yards. I believe I told a coworker that he'll probably get three catches, so I was good on that. There's no reason why A.B. got more touches than Scotty Miller. No reason. Scotty Miller only got targeted three times. One catch for 10 yards. So obviously his catch was a first down. There's no reason why A.B. got more targets than him. Because me and my honest opinion, besides Evans and, Good and Godwin, Scotty Miller has been Brady's most consistent receiver. Now, I get Brady wanted to look out for A.B., make him a part of the game, yada, yada, yada. But those two interceptions that he threw, two out of the three, they were going towards A.B. They were going towards A.B. I know it was one interception he threw. I believe it was before halftime where we could have got something before halftime. Maybe we could have got a field goal. Who knows? Maybe it would have been a touchdown. Him and, him and A.B. was out of sync. Bam. I don't know if Brady overthrew him. Or A.B. stopped and Brady just threw it and, it caught it in, and threw an interception. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. So, listen. This game was just bad from the jump. When New Orleans scored their first two touchdowns, I knew Tampa was going to lose. Because all, all, the mo all the momentum was in New Orleans' favor. Drew Brees could have been in contention for my offensive player of the week. But he didn't have that many yards throwing. He had 222 yards. If he would have had like three and some change with these four touchdowns, and he only got sacked once, then maybe he might have been in contention. Because for me, it was like, yo, New Orleans wanted to set the tone quick. They wanted to send a message as soon as this game started. All season long, it's been new. Tampa this, Tampa that. Tampa this, Tampa that. Oh, Tampa may go to the Super Bowl. Tampa going to win the division. New Orleans let it be known. 
that y'all must have forgot about us. Remember that Roy Jones Jr. song? Y'all must y'all must have forgot. That's how New Orleans felt with this game, and they was like, "We gonna remind y'all. We gonna remind y'all." Now, as much as I wanna say Brady screwed up, which he did. As much as I want to say the defense fucked up. And listen, I've been watching sports shows and they talk about how, oh, how you only rush the ball five times in a game. Listen, when New Orleans scoring the way that they were scoring, like I said, the first three to four drives were touchdowns. What you running the ball for? You got to start throwing it. You got to start throwing. You got to start throwing it because running the ball ain't going to do nothing. It's not going to do nothing. You know what I'm saying? And then on top of that, when you was running the ball, even though it was five times, the times that you was running it, you wasn't doing shit with it. So it's to the point where it's like, yo, you might as well throw the ball. But, I mean, listen, the offense was out of sync. The offense looked horrible. This was by far the worst game Tampa had this season. It'll probably be the worst game they had all season. Brady threw th three interceptions. That don't happen very often. He might throw two interceptions, but he only throws, he don't throw three. The last time he threw three interceptions, you got to go all the way back to 2011. All right? But you can make a case that with this win for New Orleans, they got Tampa's number. They got Tampa's number. They won opening night. And they killed them this game. So now, in order for Tampa to win this division, in order for us to win this division, we're gonna need New Orleans to have a bad. We're gonna we're gonna have to have a better record than New Orleans, because we can't be tied with them. Because they get it. Because they got the tiebreaker. We don't want them to have a better record than us, because now that means, remember, only one team gets a bye. We may not even get a home game for the playoffs. That's how severe this loss was. Because you got New Orleans, Green Bay, Seattle, and then again, unfortunately, in the NFC East, bad record, division winner, you get a home game. You know what I'm saying? So it kind of sucks. So this loss really did something for Tampa, and it didn't do anything on the negative. You know what I'm saying? So they got to get it together. They, ha they, ha they have to get it together. They got to. You know what I'm saying? So I hope they learned their lesson from this. I really, I really hope they learned their lesson from this. But, again, New Orleans came up in there, like my man Guru said, if you – for all of us that, that are Chappelle fans, we all remember the Chappelle show. Remember the story where Rick James and, you know, you know, you know, with Rick James and Charlie Murphy, when Rick James was, went up in Charlie Murphy's house, or I think it was Eddie Murphy's house, and just disrespected it and was putting his feet on the couch and, you know, F your couch and F your couch. That's what New Orleans did this game. They went into Raymond James Stadium, which is Tampa. Home of the Super Bowl this year. And they 
and they took a crap and urinated all over that stadium. They wanted to leave their mark. They wanted to leave their stench to the point that after the game, they in the locker room celebrating. And who led the charge? Jameis Winston, who just so happens to now play for New Orleans. Now, it's easy for me to say, oh, he ain't do shit in this game, so he ain't got no reason to brag. Oh, that's one curse. I said shit. I said that twice. Mom, I said the S word. I ain't say my favorite word, so bear with me. I'm not going to sit here and say he didn't do nothing. He used to play for Tampa, so he knows the schemes. He, know, like, like, like he knows how to, you know, like he, 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 he knows Tampa's defenders. He knows how they operate. As much as I love the secondary, they take too many chances. You know what I'm saying? They take too many chances. And the majority of that game, they played zone coverage. Drew Brees is one of the best quarterbacks when he's going up against zone coverage. And what did he do with that? He torched them. See, there's some quarterbacks where you can do that to. Not with a guy like Drew Brees. You can't do that with him. You can't do that with him. And he showed that in this game. Again, like I said, the first four drives, I believe it was the first four or five drives, it was touchdowns. They were not field goals. They were touchdowns. New Orleans made their presence felt. They wanted to send a message, and the message was sent. Now the question is, how does Tampa bounce back from this? Because they're going to need to. They're going to need it. They're going to need they're going to need to bounce back from this because this was an ass whooping. And again, I don't think anybody expected this. I know Al Michaels and Chris Collinsworth who did the game, they was shocked at this. But I tell you what, they better get it together because it don't get any easier from here. I mean, yes, they got Carolina coming up. And they kind of struggled with them the second game of the season. After that, they got the Rams before Thanksgiving. After that, they got Kansas City. You think that's going to be easy? No. So it's very urgent for them to win this upcoming weekend against the Panthers. It's very important. So Brady needs to go back to the drawing board. Usually when he gets his ass beat like this, I feel bad for the defense of the other team the next game. So let's see if history repeats itself because, again, they got to get it together. They got to they get it together. These guys need to get like Brady, Brady has to do better. The defense has to do better. So let's see what happens next week. Let's see what happens next week against the Carolina Panthers. And, uh... Again, we got to give props to New Orleans. We, we, we have to. Like, they, they want to send a message. They want to send an aggressive message. They wasn't playing games, and they did that. So we got to give them their props. You know what I'm saying? So there you have it. So it's a wrap for this segment. Uh, I don't want to be on it that much. I think I actually did good with this segment because I, think, I thought this was going to be the one where I was going to go bonkers. Like, I even wrote on my Facebook page. Like, I like I reenacted Eminem's song, Cleaning Out My Closet. You know, I'm sorry, mama. 
I, I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you cry. But tonight I'm cleaning out my closet. What I wrote on my Facebook page was, I said, I'm sorry, Mamba. I never meant to hurt you. I never meant to make you mad. But my next episode, I'm going to do some cussing. I thought this was going to be the segment where I was going to do it. I mean, I said, I said shit three times, but I didn't say my favorite curse word. I didn't say my favorite curse word. I'm going to let y'all think about that. But, yeah, it's a wrap for this segment. Your boy's going to take a quick little break. And when I come back, we're going to get into week nine recaps. And then, of course, you know I got to do my offensive player of the week, defensive player of the week. And then game picks for week 10. So this is your man, Dre Day, Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN, Crystal Streets Golden Boy. When your boy comes back, we're going to get straight into it. Holla. What up, what up, what up? Your boy is back. Sportswear with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN, Crystal Streets Golden Boy. Again, this is episode 154. So now we get to week Nine recaps, okay? <sighs> Some of my picks didn't pan out very well. One game in particular, Seattle and Buffalo. Now, in my last episode, I know I heard myself say, I didn't think in a million years that Josh Allen would outplay Russell Wilson. And boy, did he do that. Now, Josh Allen. Buffalo is now 7-2. I think with this performance that he had against Seattle. Not only did Russell Wilson... Open the floodgates for the MVP now. Brady did too. Because Brady was in the conversation as well. Not only do I think this puts Patrick Mahomes as the favorite now. But now it throws Josh Allen in the conversation. I'm not saying he's going to win. Absolutely not. I'm not saying he's going to win. But we got to throw him in that conversation now. Because not for nothing, Josh Allen is, ha- is having, uh, he- he's having a decent season, and then again, Buffalo is seven and two. We gotta factor that in as well. I mean, for for almost obviously two decades, that division has been stranglehold by New England. I don't think New England is winning that division this year. I think this, I think this definitely has Buffalo's name on it. So if you th- if Buffalo can win that division and having an impressive record, then you definitely got to throw Josh Allen in the MVP conversation. But again, with this game here and with this performance and them putting up 44 points on a Seattle defense who has been very average this season. If if you can point the weakness to this Seahawks team, it's the defense. It's definitely the defense. So, everybody out there that loves Seattle, I know um, the lovely Melissa from Vegas, you know what I'm saying, female podcaster that I know very well, she loves her some Seattle Seahawks. She loves her Seattle Seahawks. 
the lovely Melissa from Girl from Girl Chat Sports. She loves her Seattle Seahawks. I hate to break it to you, Queen, but your Seattle Seahawks defense is looking very, very suspect right now. And they better get it together. They better get it together. Buffalo's defense. Savage. I'm not even going to say they was a savage. I'll say the Buffalo Bills as a whole franchise is a savage. Because it was brought to my attention because I only saw some parts of the game. Because I worked this week. I, I had worked this past weekend. So I was able to catch a little bit of the game. The sounds team in Buffalo was savages. When Russell Wilson got sacked, they played Sierra songs. Now, mind you, he got sacked five times. He got sacked five times, so they playing Sierra songs after he gets sacked. Straight savage type shit there. I dig it, though. I dig it, though. I truly do. I truly do. Listen, Matt Clef, Metcalf played, played a good game. Listen, he listen, he's listen, he's emerging as one of the top receivers in the league this year. He had a breakout year last year. He's definitely looking like one of the top receivers in the NFL right now. Again, Josh Allen had an amazing game. It was pretty much all him and Stephon Diggs. Cause again, Buffalo didn't really have a running game. So it was it was just really Allen and Stephon Diggs who's been playing lights out since joining the Buffalo Bills. But yeah, Seattle, wow. Just just horrible. Just pathetic. Uh, another game that was, you know, that's worth talking about. Listen, the Cowboys almost pulled it off. They almost pulled it off. They almost beat Pittsburgh. They almost gave Pittsburgh their first loss of the season. This Gilbert dude for the Cowboys, I was impressed. I was impressed. I thought, listen, on that last possession for the Cowboys in the fourth quarter, I really thought he was going to go down there and lead them to a touchdown. I really thought they was. But let me just, let, let's just do the hypothetical because obviously the game is over. If Pittsburgh would have lost that game, this would have been a bad look for them because on, on their last drive, They went for it on fourth and one. Didn't convert when they could have just got a a touchdown and made it 27 to 19. But they went for it on fourth down. Didn't convert. Gilbert had an opportunity to go down there and play the hero. And the Cowboys would have won that game if he'd have got a touchdown. I mean, it would have been a little bit of time left on it left on the game, and who knows what Ben Roethlisberger would have been able to do, but that would have been a good look for the Cowboys if he would have been able to pull that off. I don't know what's going on with Zeke. I don't know what's going on with Zeke, but it's not looking good. 18 carries for 51 yards. Whew. That ain't Zeke numbers. Is it because he's missing Dak? I have no idea. I have no, I have, I have no idea what the, I have no idea what the problem, with that is. Again, this Gilbert dude, I was impressed. I was impressed. Do I think he should stay the starting quarterback when, when um, 
Andy Dalton comes back. I don't know how Cowboy fans is going to feel about this, but I think if Andy Dalton is ready to come back next week, I will still keep Gilbert as the starting quarterback. I think he has shown me something in this one week that Andy Dalton has shown in his time being the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys, which ain't much. I know he came in for Dak one game. The other game, I believe it was I believe it was against the Cardinals, didn't do much. Then he got knocked out against the Washington team. Obviously, he ain't do nothing that game. So yeah, I think this Gilbert guy, I I think this young man deserves an opportunity. If Dalton comes back, I still think he should be the starting quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys for the rest of this season. Because obviously, look, they're 2-7. Cowboys ain't making the playoffs. They're not making the playoffs. Because I don't think, I, I, I honestly don't think the Eagles is going to lose this lead in the division. Now, can they pull off a winning streak to where they'll have a winning record? Only time will tell. But I don't think the Cowboys are winning this division. I think they should just be focused on next season, and I think this Gilbert kid should just be the quarterback for the rest of the season for the Dallas Cowboys. But salute the Pittsburgh, because they're still the only undefeated team left. You know, obviously, Kansas City, for me, is still the favorites in the AFC. Um... Obviously, when you got Patrick Mahomes as your quarterback, who's now, like I said before, the the front runner for MVP. Who knows? It might be a Pittsburgh Kansas City AFC Championship game, but who knows? Uh, the Dolphins. Salute to the Dolphins, man. I know my bro Arnold is very proud. I'm gonna shout him out again because, listen, two straight weeks. The Dolphins have taken out two teams in the NFC West. They made light work out of the Rams last week. And this game was a nail-biter. Tua versus Kyler Murray, part two. College football, they played in the national semifinals a few years ago. And now this game. Tua is 2-0 against Kyler Murray. Tua played a lot better this game than he did last week. Whether it was throwing the ball and running the ball. Very impressive. Very impressive. This is the tour that we was waiting on. Kyler Murray played an amazing game as well. He threw an amazing touchdown pass. I, I think it was I think it was a 55-yarder. I forgot who it was. I forgot who he threw that shit to. But that was an amazing touchdown pass. Who do I think... Who, who do I think has the better arm? Oh, Kyler Murray has it. In my honest opinion. Who do I think is the better overall quarterback? Poise-wise, I'll go with Tua. Skill-wise, listen, it can go either way. They both can throw. They both can run. Who's the better leader? Only time will tell. But, listen, the quarterback position... The future is bright, yo. The future is bright. With Mahomes, with Lamar Jackson, with these two young men. Listen, like this, man, I'm loving the direction of the quarterback position in the NFL. And they're brothers, so I'm definitely digging it. You know what I mean? 
But listen, if Arizona might have pulled this off, I'd have just gave Kyler Murray Offensive Player of the Week. I'd have just gave it to him. Almost 300 yards throwing, over 100 yards running, three touchdown passes, one touchdown rush. Listen, if Arizona would have pulled this win, he'd have got my Offensive Player of the Week. But again, if you lose... I don't care what your stats say. If you lose, you don't get it. So, Kyler, my man, you couldn't hold on to the lead, so you couldn't get it. But salute to the Dolphins, because the Dolphins are 5-3. 5-3. Five and, three. Five and three. All they need is for Buffalo to start losing and for them to start winning and for them to win. And they right back in the hunt for the division in the AFC East. Because, again, New England ain't getting it. So, it's either Miami Buffalo right now. But salute to salute to Miami, man. Salute to Miami. Uh the Ravens bounced back from losing to Pittsburgh. I did pick the Ravens to win this game. I mean Lamar Jackson, I mean, listen. He listen, he, he's more effective running this season than he is throwing. I don't want to say. He's a running quarterback. I don't want to do that, but this game here will make you think that. 170 yards, no touchdowns at all. But again, the defense has something to do with it. The defense, you know, the defense did an amazing job this game. The crazy thing is, Phillip Rivers, man, listen, he's gonna get he, he's gonna get talked about this horrible job of a tackle. For the rest, of, I mean, he ain't got that much left in his career to go. But until he retires, he's gonna hear about this. I don't know if anybody watched the game. Uh, Baltimore returned a fumble, uh, a fumble recovery, and uh, Philip Rivers caught himself trying to tackle uh, the defender that ran back for the touchdown. First of all, he tripped on his own damn foot, and I guess the runner was coming towards him. And on his ass, you know, he tried to, I don't want to say pull a Draymond and hit the dude in the nutsack or whatever and tried to get him off his game and cause him to tackle him. But obviously it didn't pan out very well. Just go on YouTube and see it. It was a, hor it was a horrible attempt of a tackle for Phillip Rivers. But salute to Baltimore because they, the, they, they got the win that they needed. I know a lot of people picked the Colts to win this game, which I wasn't surprised because the Colts have had a decent season. They're now five and three, so you know they're playing. You know they, you know they're having a decent season. They might just take the division. Oh no, not even Tennessee is in that division. I forgot. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Probably not. Probably not. The Tennessee is in that division, so Tennessee might get that. Tennessee might get that division. What other game is there worth talking about? Shout out to the Raiders. Shout out to the Raiders. Very impressive. Who would have thought the Raiders would be five and three? Listen, listen, I, listen. I keep saying it week after week. I love this Justin Herbert kid, but for some reason, some reason or another, these Chargers, they cannot keep leads. They cannot keep leads. They are now 2-6 and six 
if they could have kept some leads in these games, what is it, eight games? They might be five and three. They might be five and three if they were able to keep some of these damn leads, but they just can't do it. But that just goes with inexperience. You know, this is a very, you know, this is a very, very young team. Especially on the offensive side of the ball. I think probably the oldest person on the offensive side of the ball is Keenan Allen. I think everybody else is young bucks. They're all young pups. So, yeah, I, so yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised at the inexperience and them not being able to keep and hold on to some of these leads. But, yeah, something got to give, man. Something got to give. Because... The char the, the I, I like this Charger team, but for some reason they cannot keep these leads. And uh, finally, that bad man in Green Bay. Y'all know I couldn't speak about him. That's my guy in Green Bay. A Rod, Aaron Rodgers, my second favorite quarterback in the NFL. Obviously, y'all know who's number one for me. Listen, this is another guy that's in, this is another guy that's in the MVP talk. Now, I know it's against the 49ers, and they, they, they're missing out on some real, real key players. But this is, this is where you separate the men from the boys. He knew that the Niners was hurt. He knew they was handicapped. And he went out there and handled the business. Devontae Adams, top receiver in the league, got busy this game. I think right now, this season, I think Aaron Rodgers and Devontae Adams just might be the best quarterback receiver tandem in the league right now. I mean, Kyler Murray and D-Hop is in contention. It could have been Drew Brees and Michael Thomas, but, you know, can't go on Mike have been out for a few weeks. He, I mean, he played this game and he was all right. He didn't, he wasn't, you know, that effective. But, yeah. Yeah, man. Green Bay answered the bell. You know, they wanted to get the bad taste out of their mouth from losing to the Vikings, and they did that. They truly did that. The Niners, I think the Niners are done. I mean, and it's a shame because that NFC West was looking very impressive. You could have made a case that all four of those teams could have had 500-plus records. But the Niners is gonna look like they're gonna take a seat back because Jimmy G is gone, Kittle is gone, uh, Mozart is gone. Like they, like they, 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 they lost a lot of key pieces, so they may be done for the rest of the day. The Niners might be hanging it up for the rest, for you know, for, for you know, for the rest of the season. But uh, yeah, that's it for my week nine recaps. There you have it. Um. Got one more break to do. Got one more break to do, and then we're going to get into these offensive and defensive player of the week awards. And then, obviously, got to get into my game picks for week 10. So this is your man, Dre Day, Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast, The Hoods ESPN. When your boy, takes, when your boy, when your boy comes back, we're going to get into that segment. Don't go anywhere. Holla at your boy. I will be right back. Holla. What up, what up, what up, what up? Segment three. Final segment of episode 154. 
Here we go, here we go, here we go. Now, before I get into that, I know I spoke about, you know, the Bucks getting their ass beat um, Sunday night against the Saints. And I know, you know, I, you know, I gave all these reasons on why Tampa lost. You know, I said Brady screwed up. I said the Bucks defense screwed up. I said Drew Brees lit their ass up, which they did. Jameis Winston, James Winston had a little something to do with it as well. I forgot to give props to Hill. I forgot to give props to Taysom Hill because he killed them as well. I totally forgot. I, I totally forgot about him. I'm now thinking about it. You know. You know, just chilling out for a few for a few minutes before. You know, I hit the play button and do this segment. I'm like, wait a minute. Hill whooped their ass too. Now that I think about it. Two passes, almost 50 yards. That's a momentum shifter. He ran the ball. Almost 60 yards. That's a momentum booster as well. So yeah, I forgot about Hill. I had, you know, I I, I got to give him his props. You know, he damn sure helped in tearing New Orleans apart. I mean, I'm tearing Tampa apart. So I definitely had to give him his props for that. I couldn't leave him out. But uh, yeah. It's time to get into what I want to speak about for this last segment, and that would be Dre Day's Week 9 Offensive and Defensive Players of the Week. Now, y'all know before I do this, I always give out the honorable mentions first. Like I said, Kyler Murray, if y'all would have won that game... You would have been, you would have been it. I wouldn't even have mentioned anybody else. It would have been you. You know what I'm saying? Uh, listen, the numbers that Mahomes puts up, he could be in the conversation every damn week. He could win the shit every week. But I got to give it to other people. I got to share the wealth, Okay. And on top of that, y'all struggled with the Panthers. So I definitely don't want to give it to you on that because you struggled with a 3-5 and five team. Well, now they're 3-6, and six, but, you, but you get what I'm saying. So I didn't want to give it to Mahomes from that aspect. Listen, whew, Josh Allen, I so wanted to give it to him. The Bills offense got 44 points on the Seahawks defense, which, like I said before, the Seahawks defense has been average this year. I so wanted to give it to him. But it's somebody else who I think deserves the award. And it just so happened, I gave it to him last week against a division rival in Green Bay. This week, I got to give it to him again. I got to give Offensive Player of the Week, Dre Day's Offensive Player of the Week for Week 9, I have to give it to Dalvin Cook. Because first of all, ain't too many running backs getting 200 yards in a game. Ain't that many. So when a running back does it, I think they should get the ultimate praise. I think they should get the ultimate props. Now, yeah, there's some receivers that'll get 150-something yards in receiving. 
For some receivers, they do that in their sleep. But it ain't too many running backs that can say they got 200 rushing yards on the ground. Ain't too many that can say that. Dalvin Cookin, almost nine yards a carry. So basically, every carry, it was damn near almost the first down for the Vikings. That would definitely help move the chains. Two rushing touchdowns as well. Got to give it to him. Got to give it to him. I'm not a fan of the Vikings. I'm not a fan of Kirk Cousins. But listen, Dalvin Cook is doing his thing, man. And he had a little under 50 yards, you know, catching as well. So, you know, you got to factor that in as well. You know what I'm saying? You got to. So, yeah, man, Dalvin Cook gets my Offensive Player of the Week award for week nine. Now for defense. And this one is tough. This one hurts. Because I have to give it to somebody that, you know, whooped my Buccaneers ass. Don't want to do it, but you got to give credit where credit is due. You just have to. I spoke about him in the first segment. He definitely had a lot to do with rattling Brady, making him uncomfortable in the pocket. Because, again, the blueprint to beating Brady is getting him off his spots, putting him on his ass, whether... You sack him or you just put him on his ass and get him rattled. And New Orleans did that. And the guy that I'm going to give defensive player of the week to, Dre Day's week nine defensive player of the week, I had to give it to Dre. Dre, wow. I had to give it to Trey Hendrickson. Got to give it to him. Three tackles, two sacks, two key sacks on Tom Brady for that matter. So... Yeah, man, I got to give it to him. Got to give it to him. So, to recap, my Offensive and Defensive Player of the Week, Dre Day's Week 9 Defensive Player of the Week Awards, Dalvin Cook from the Minnesota Vikings gets it on offense. Defensive end for the Saints, Trey Hendrickson gets it for the defense. There you have it. And now, here we come. We get to the end of the episode, and for those of y'all that's been paying attention, y'all know what I do at the end of these episodes. When I do my football episodes, which is basically what, I, what I'm going to be doing from here on out, because there is no other sport to really speak about. Game picks. It's game pick time for week 10. But of course, before I do that, got to tell you what my record was last week. Nine and five. Nine and five. Thanks to the Chargers losing. Thanks to the Cardinals losing. Something told me when I did my picks last week, I was struggling with that Giants-Washington game. It took a while for me to pick because, again, in the words of Coach Prime, that was an ain't nobody care type game. So I really didn't know who to pick. You could have flipped the coin. Whoever it lands on, that's who you go with. Something told me to pick the Giants, but I chose the Washington team. Damn, damn, damn. 
Listen, I didn't see Seattle losing to Buffalo. I think that could have went either way. But again, I, 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 I've said this a few times. West Coast teams coming to the East Coast, you know, that three-hour difference, that you know, that kind of messes with your psyche a little bit. That definitely affected Seattle. What other loss I had? Oh, my Bucks got their ass handed to them. But yeah, nine and five with my picks. Fourteen games, nine and five. Now let's go into week ten. Let's get it. Let's go. Let's get it popping. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Here we go. Week ten. Let's go, baby. Let's go. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go. Week 10 picks. Here we go, here we go, here we go. Thursday night football, we got the Colts and we got the Titans. This game right here is definitely for the division. I'm not sure if they played each other already this season. No, they haven't. This is their first time playing each other. They're going to be playing each other two times in three weeks. They got this weekend. Well, they got this week. Skip next week. And then the following week, they play each other again. I am going with the Tennessee Titans. I'm going with the Titans to get the win over the Colts on Thursday night. Football. There we go. Now let's get to the Sunday games. We got the Texans and we got the Browns. Cleveland is coming back from their bye. Uh, I mean, they're playing Houston. Houston is trash. I'm going to go with the Browns. I'm going to go with the Browns. Houston is just god-awful. God awful. I feel bad for Deshaun Watson. I do. I truly feel bad for Deshaun Watson. Next, we got the Washington team against the Detroit Lions. Listen, Washington, I tried to pick y'all one game, and you let me down. You let me down in that week. But you do get Alex Smith quarterbacking for y'all for the rest of the year. So, I'm happy for him. You know, he had not only a career in the injury, it was almost a life-threatening injury. And for him to be able to come back, I mean, if you ask him, I'm sure he didn't want it to come like this. I'm sure he wanted to earn, you know, his his job at quarterback. But Dwayne Haskins got benched. Allen is out. Now that throws him in. Let's see what he can do with this Detroit team. Listen. If Matthew Stafford is back this game. If he's back this game. Which I think he might be. 
I'm going to go with the Lions. I'm going to go with the Lions. I think he's back. So I'm going to go so so I'm so I'm go, I'm going to go with I'm going to go with the Lions. Next we got the Jaguars and Packers, Packers. Who am I kidding? Okay? Listen, Jacksonville, they're trying to get Trevor Lawrence, okay? And they could have been in real contention for him had the Jets beat the Patriots on Monday Night Football, but they just couldn't hold on to the lead. They just couldn't hold on to it. Eagles and Giants. Listen, this game right here, listen, I've said for you, listen, I, I, I believe I've said this the first time they played each other this season on Thursday Night Football. I said for years the Eagles have had the Giants number. The Giants played good against Tampa. They just couldn't hold on to the lead. They beat the Washington team. But again, that's not really saying much. Philly is coming off a bye, which in history shows when they come off a bye, they do quite well. So this game, I am going to go with the Eagles. I think the Eagles will become the first team in the NFC East to have a 500 record. Obviously, the Giants are two and seven. The Cowboys are two and seven. I believe the Washington team is two and six. So I think with this game, the Eagles will be the first team and only team in that division to have a 500 record. So there you have it. Buccaneers, Panthers. This is a Get your confidence up again for Tampa. Because, like I said, they got the Rams after the Panthers, and then after that, Mahomes comes to town. So this 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 game here is you definitely want to win this game. So I am going to go with my Bucks. I'm gonna go with my Bucks to get the win. Raiders, Broncos, I'm going with the Raiders. The Raiders are looking very impressive. I'm not even going to lie. I'm not even going to lie. I think Mike Tomlin, the Browns coach, forgive me for not knowing his name, John Gruden, those are the three coaches off the top of my head that I can think of that can definitely be in contention for coach of the year in the NFL, if I'm not mistaken. Definitely. Definitely. I mean, you could throw Brian Flores in there with the Dolphins, depending on how they do for the rest of the season. I would say those are my four coaches for coach of the year. That's in contention. So there you have it. Dolphins, Chargers. This is one of those games where does the Dolphins continue to go on this high or do they now take a seat back? Because again, they just beat two teams in the NFC West, which in all accounts, we can all agree is the best division in the, in, is the, best division in the NFL. 
You win those two games. Now you come up against a team that's two and six with a rookie quarterback. Well, it's rookie versus rookie. Tua versus Justin Herbert. Do the Dolphins continue this confidence booster? I think they will. I think they will. So for this game, I am going to pick the Dolphins. In fact, I think this is the first time this season I picked the Dolphins. Arnold, you should be proud of your boy. You should be proud of your boy. You should be proud of your boy. Okay, okay, okay. What we got next? Bills and Cardinals. Woo, woo. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. This is a tough one. Buffalo, East Coast team going to the West Coast. Three-hour difference. The same struggles that Seattle had against y'all, you might have that same struggle with the Cardinals. Damn, this game here, I really don't know, yo. This game here, I honestly do not know who I'm going with. Mm, 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 mm. Jesus. You know what? I'm going with the Cardinals. I'm going with the Cardinals. I think the three-hour difference will hurt Buffalo. I think it's going to mess with their psyche. And I think that the Cardinals is going to get the dub on this one. Buffalo is looking very promising, though. I'm not even going to hold y'all. Not even going to hold y'all. <sighs> Seahawks, Rams. Division rivalry. Listen, by all accounts, these last two games I'm speaking of, the NFC West is on the line. The Cardinals cannot afford to lose to Buffalo. Seattle cannot afford to lose to the Rams because if so, whoo. That race for the division going to be something. Seahawks, Rams. It's not very often that Russell Wilson has bad games back to back. And with him throwing, you know, with him turning the ball over against Buffalo, I don't think he's going to do that with the Rams, even though their defense is very impressive. Very impressive. Damn, this game here, like, I really can't call it. I really cannot call it. You know what? Darnell... My Jacksonville brother from the Playmakers blog, you are going to be very proud of me because I'm picking your Rams to beat the Seahawks. Now, just because I beat, now, just because I picked them, your boys better win now. They better win now. They better win. Okay. Okay. 49ers Saints, like I said, the 49ers are hurting bad. New Orleans is back home. 
I mean, I don't think they got a crowd, but it's going to be nice to be back in that dome. I think for the past, what is it? I think it's been for the past three weeks. They've been on the road. They finally get to go back home. I got the Saints. Steelers and Bengals. Steelers. Let's stop kidding ourselves. And listen, I love Joe Burrow. But he really ain't got much to work with. Let's just call it what it is. Sunday Night Football, Ravens, Patriots. Ravens. Listen. Last episode, I said Cam Newton better show out against the Jets. He can't afford to mess that game up. And listen, you couldn't even get a passing touchdown against the Jets. You had two rushing touchdowns, but you only had 10 yards rushing. So, man, little quarterback sneaks here and there. Nothing to really be proud, nothing to really brag about. But you couldn't get a passing touchdown on the Jets? Seriously? And now you're going up against the Ravens. I feel bad for you, Cam. I feel bad for you. I'm going with the Baltimore Ravens. And then we got Monday Night Football. We got the Vikings and we got the Bears. Can Dalvin Cook keep this run going? With running the ball the way that he's had. Against this Bears defense. This game here, like I, I, I'm not, I can't even, I don't even know. <sighs> mm, 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 mm. Mm, 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 mm. I honestly do not know. I honestly do not know where I'm going with this game. Damn, it gotta be the last game to give me a hard time. I am going to go. You know what? I'm going to take a chance. I am going to take a chance with my upset pick. Monday Night Football. My upset. I'm going with the Vikings to take out the Chicago Bears. There you have it. I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to go on a limb. I think Dal I think Dalvin Cook, I don't think he's going to get 200 yards, but I do think he's going to get 100. I do believe he's going to get 100 plus. If Kirk Cousins cannot turn the ball over, have a decent game, if Dalvin Cook can get 100 plus on the, on the ground, I believe that the Vikings can take out the Chicago Bears. So there you have it. To wrap this up, let me give you all my picks. I got the Titans, I got the Browns, I got the Lions, I got the Packers, I got the Eagles, I got the Bucks, Ravens, Dolphins, Cardinals, Rams, Saints, Steelers, Ravens, and my upset pick, I'm going with the Vikings. So, it's a wrap for this episode. Again, thank you to everyone who has been supportive of the podcast. 
through these 154 episodes. I cannot thank y'all enough. The podcast is on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iTunes, uh, iHeartRadio, Podbean, Amazon Music, any streaming platform that you can get your podcast on, your boy is on, except title, wink. Um, again, I still have merch shirts. I still have shirts. I still have wristbands. I have medium, large, extra large. If you're interested, shoot me a DM on Instagram, DreDay1985, or shoot me a DM on the podcast page, Sportswear with DreDay Podcast. So again, thank you all for your support. In closing, y'all know how this goes. This has been another episode of Sportsway with Dre Day Podcast. And before I go, before I go, just want to give a congrats to President-elect Joe Biden and also, also to the lovely, beautiful queen that she is, black queen that she is, Kamala Harris, Vice President-elect. Kamala Harris, for that matter. There you have it. I was close to saying the F word, but I'll just say F Donald Trump. Peace and love. God bless everyone. Catch y'all on the flip side. Your boy is out.